Hey, everybody. Welcome to Right On Radio. Glad to see you here. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Of course, today uh, is, oh, I forget, the, what is it, the 6th of September, but it's the back to school day, essentially, Christy. And That's with right. all these young ones back to school, perhaps we should ad address the worldwide indoctrination. Absolutely, Jeff, because it's a big one, the back-to-school indoctrination of we need things, 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 more things and more things and more things, and then the poor teachers don't even have enough money to buy the things that they really need for the classroom to teach the kids. And furthermore, not beyond that, it's what they're trying to guide these kids into. And yeah. obviously, we've heard of the the CRT and, you know, the, the different gender agenda. But today we're going to go into a much deeper, deeper spot. And we'll be right back and we'll show you how they're doing it. News, views, opinions, and attitudes. Attitudes. There's actually uh, intriguing talk. You know, they talk about the news. And you have to respect them for that. You're listening to Right On Radio. And Christy, it might sound like old news to many people, and it's been covered so much over the years, but we're going to use Harry Potter as a template for you today. And I'm going to explain uh, why we're using it and where it come about, and I'm even going to tell you where the article's came from but christy i do need to make a couple announcements first sure that sounds exciting jeff and i can't wait to share with the audience of my actual views of where the harry potter sets and where they were filmed so we have lots of information to discuss that maybe have not been discussed before that's true uh and, and believe me some of the stuff that's going to come out today has not been discussed before um but I just wanted to make it, so it's a counter-reference, of course, uh, to the material we're going to be covering. If you've listened to our Sunday shows in the last couple Sundays, I've announced that uh, we're going to be doing a worship show. The, the show will be live, uh, but we're inviting our audience members to record yourself singing, perhaps singing and playing uh, a worship show song it can be original it can be someone else's song it doesn't matter it's to be worshipped it's going to be a video show so yes it does need to be videotaped uh it doesn't need to be professional or anything like that it's uh it's your heart that matters in it and then i'm going to collect all of these videotapes and we're going to do a live show uh with all of these worship songs i myself am going to i've never sang publicly christy <laughs> like oh, not even in front of my wife <laughs> and i am going to even do a song or two uh for this worship uh special so uh the rules are you have to videotape it if you feel compelled to do any preamble before you play the song uh keep it to under 30 seconds i would ask and even if you're uh you know, just going to play the song. I do ask that you say, you know, your first name and where you're from. Submissions are to come into writeonjeff at gmail.com. Uh, 
www.wetransfer.com uh, in a video form. You can send it WeTransfer, for instance. Uh, WeTransfer.com is a great way to send media files uh, to me. I will collect them, and they must be in by the 30th of September, end of day, and then we'll announce the actual date in October when we will do this show, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, and this is before we're going into Halloween. That's right. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention, um, so it's not a contest, okay? This is just a worship show, but there is a prize for every single one who submits a thing, and you might be thinking, okay, it's on video. I don't want to submit because I don't want to be seen on video. Listen, if the Lord's putting it on your heart, if you're feeling that tugging of the heart, if you know you have an ability to sing, play an instrument or something like that, you want to worship the Lord, be obedient to that. Do not be ashamed to put your face out there and sing to the Lord. Uh, do not be ashamed because you don't want him to be ashamed of you. And don't you want to know what the prize is, even though it's not a contest? I want to know what the prize is, Jeff. I want to know if it's actually worth me trying to submit something and I'm, I'm just afraid our audience will completely <laughs> dissipate if I send it's, you a It's the heart that matters. Listen, I, 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 I'm ashamed of my voice when it comes to singing, Christy. However, I, as I've mentioned a couple times previously, uh, my voice to you might not sound good as a singing tone, but to the Lord it is pleasing. And I am singing to an audience of one. And so there we go. Um, but the prize is actually just the blessing from the Lord. Oh, that's when good. When you sing praise to the Lord, you will be blessed. <clears throat> and I know that. So I'm not giving you anything, but I'm praying the Lord is going to bless every single one of you. And you know what? I'm confident in that prayer. I, I agree with you, Jeff. I think that no matter what he says, if we don't, you know, sing and cry out that, that the rocks will. So that's right. The rocks and the trees already do. All right. Let's, let's talk about Harry Potter. And I, and I know uh, many of you have been with us for a long time and I'm going to particularly talk about the Sorcerer's Stone. Of course, uh, if you go back about a hundred programs or so, uh, we covered, uh, you know, King Arthur and the stone, the flaw, you know, pulling the stone out or the sword out of the stone and all the meaning behind it. It really is end time stuff. And what's unique about the Harry Potter thing, <clears throat> and I'm going to admit to the audience, uh, look, I knew about the God and the devil and I was already saved when, uh, when this stuff was coming out. And I brought my daughter to probably at least three of the Harry Potter movies. But I did not know. Uh, I just thought it was just a movie. I, I'm just being honest. Um, I grew up, you know, uh, Disney magic. I was a Disney kid. Uh, you know, there there was the, uh, oh, what's, what's called the Escape from Witch Mountain, you know, these types of movies that were conditioning me. And so when, you know, this came out, it was just for entertainment purposes is what I thought. And I brought my daughter to, as I say, at least three of these Harry Potter movies. Now, you, Christy, did not. Tell me why. I did not. Absolutely did not. Um, 
I wouldn't even allow my daughter to have Harry Potter books. By the way, she would get really aggravated at me when I wouldn't let her have Harry Potter books or Pokemon books because her grandmother, um, her, her actually paternal grandmother had, you know, she was very much in the know. She really, I won't say she had researched, but she just like absolutely would get to the point where she would flip out, Jeff, if there was any kind of witchery or sorcery or anything revolving around that could be demonic. And she just didn't want to have it. She wanted, wanted nothing to do with it. And for me, it was easier to please her and not allow my daughter to have it because otherwise I would have to hear it from her. And I would, just, <laughs> yeah, I would just, I would pacify my daughter with something else, you know? Um, and it was, it was much easier to do. Macy actually like Polly pockets rather than, you know, Harry Potter. So we would kind of play into the whole Polly pockets thing where she would, you know, use the imagination. They were small. She could take them anywhere where we were traveling and things. Um, but no, she never read the Harry Potter books. Now, Jeff, that's not saying that she doesn't do that if she's gotten older. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I, we never bought the books. We did go see the movies. Um, what we did, so we were really into the veggie tales and stuff like that. Cause I was, a, I was a new Christian yeah. and my daughter was young. And so I'm trying to get her Christian content. We lived in the Hosanna Bible for the first several yeah. years of her life. And, and quite honestly, the Hosanna Bible was a big source of my foundation, you know, yeah. a good way to remember all the stories and, mm -hmm. you know, brings great illustrations and uh, they're hard to get, by the way. I went to buy one for my nephew and uh, man, they're like 200 bucks now. And thrift stores, people need to look in thrift stores for, for Bibles of all types, really, you know, um, because that's a great place to, you know, try to find a Bible these days. It is. Uh, so you, you mentioned your grandmother. It was your grandmother, right? It was, it was actually uh, my daughter. It was actually my ex-husband's mother. Okay, ex-husband's mother. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I she was a great woman. Yeah, she was a great woman, and she really wanted nothing to do. Her father was a high-level mason, and I never could figure out. She was not a part of the the masons or the the Eastern Star. Her mother was very high up in the Eastern Star. She was one of the greatest women that I know, and. Um, you know, that's not saying because she was an Eastern star because it has, I, I believe she was just a great woman on her own. Um, but when it comes to any kind of witchcraft or anything that could be perceived as that, it was her, it was my mother-in-law at the time um, that would really stand up and say, no, we cannot do this. Like, absolutely. She can't have this. She can't have Pokemon. This is demonic. Yeah. And really at the time I thought, well, you know, she's just, you know, okay, you know, she does research this a lot more and she really, you know, she's older, so she knows a lot more. And so I was very just, I won't say passive with it, but I let her, I just, you know, let her win that because I, I thought, well, it's, it's not hurting her not to have this, right? It's not hurting my daughter at all. Um, although my daughter now holds it completely against me for not letting her read Harry Potter. So she reads Harry Potter with my grandsons and and um, has their books, Chef. And obviously those are massive things that we disagree on um, to this day. And 
yeah, I definitely see why my why my mother-in-law or my ex-mother-in-law really did not want her grandchild reading that. And and you know what? I am proud to this day that I upheld her wishes because she was older, she did she was wiser, she saw things a little bit better and she really wanted the best for her granddaughter. Well, it turns out she was right mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So yeah. And, and so that's a, it's actually an amazing segue because let me set up how this uh, this came about. And this is going to be part one of a three part series. The other two parts are going to be uh, just short. I'll just read the articles. Uh, we're just going to discuss this to set it up. But I was speaking with Cisco Wheeler uh, last week, and Cisco had really just sent out uh, a few articles on her Patreon, and it, this is going to. So I'm going to be reading. Uh, directly from her Patreon, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're not signed up, you'll have an idea of some of the stuff that she puts out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of it's very encouraging. This one is a little bit more of an expose. But she was just coming home, and her neighbor was outside, uh, another grandmother with her grandkids. And out of the corner of Cisco's eye, she saw they they all had the Harry Potter books. And Cisco's friendly with this neighbor and went over to strike up a conversation. And uh, this lady just dismissed her. Mm-hmm. And it says, and Cisco's saying, listen, you have no idea. I've researched this. I can give you all of the, like, you know, you have no idea what you're doing. And, uh, and with back to school happening and, and in a lot of schools, even in the United States and Canada, they actually have these books. Some of them are part of the curriculum. Now, uh, in my research before coming on air, some states have banned them, like Tennessee has banned them. Uh, Florida has banned them. So there, there's some states that have banned them, but they are still part of the curriculum. They're certainly part of the culture uh, that's out there. And even if it's not part of the curriculum, they're probably in your library. And that is also scary. So with Cisco's permission, I'm going to be reading these three articles, but just to set it up a little bit further, Christy, because she had mentioned to me and, and Jesse had said this before, you know, whenever it's an occultic book, they always, they put them in literally into like temple rooms and they pray over the batches of books and try to attach demons to these Mm -hmm. books. So when you bring it home, um, you might be bringing something home with you. And I do believe that 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 I ab- absolutely believe that, Jeff. I absolutely believe that. And I, th- I think that it's a shame that we don't realize it and that, you know, if we just stopped and thought, like, what is life like without this book? Like, what are you missing? You're missing nothing. Right. I mean, um, so uh, I, I thought it was very interesting because, you know, when I went to to Glasgow, the Glasgow University, it was built in the 1400s. That's where Harry Potter, a lot of the Harry Potter movies. Was shot, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and the, the campus is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's very medieval. It's what you see in Harry Potter. I didn't even realize it at the time, but you can... You know, it's it's very quiet. Let's just say. Um, and I, I went into the room, and and uh, my mom and I were were actually with my cousin, and um, he went to school there. So he was showing us around um, his campus, and you know, showing us the rooms that they were that things were filmed in, and 
it's, it's a very strange feeling, let's just say, to be there and to be present in where this is filmed. And when I posted it, just posting the architecture and things, oh, the Harry Potter fans, they love it. It's like, oh, they want to be, I'm not saying they want to be my friend now, but it's like, it's very strange because it's very cultish, the people that actually it is. follow it. Well, cultish is probably a good word, and there might even be some kind of a spiritual pull towards these things. And, you know, as they say, they do pray over it. And I'm sure they chose that location uh, for more than just the uh, the aesthetics of the location. I, I'm sure there's a deeper history there, but that's for another day. Uh, the other thing that Cisco had mentioned to me, and she said that she's sure they would have done this, is they would have put blood into the ink that was used to print the books. And when she mentioned that, I remember because, you know, uh, a kid growing up in the 70s, you know, Kiss was kind of my very, the first album I ever bought with my own money uh, was Kiss. The album was Destroyer. And uh, and the second one, by the way, as I remember, was uh, Led Zeppelin IV. So, <laughs> and by the way, I'm talking like seven years old. Oh, right? my, Jeff, mine was Poison. And my dad absolutely would find the shirts. I would buy Poison and Def Leppard shirts and he would cut them up. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like, you know, like be missing my shirt from the laundry. I'd be looking for it everywhere. Come to find out. Yeah, he had taken them. Yeah, and um, my, my parents, bicycle shorts. <laughs> my parents probably encouraged me in this way, but uh, <laughs> but but what, what the reason I I bring up that album is Kiss actually came out with a comic book at the time, and part of the allure of that comic book was that they all contributed their blood to go into the ink, and I remember. Uh, you know, and again, I'm probably seven years old at this time, Christy. Um, I had to have that book because it had their blood in it. It wow. really worked. It really worked as an allure in me. And I didn't know, understand anything about blood or anything like that, but it was just like having a piece of them. I don't know what, what it was. Um, and by the way, I, I fell off the Kiss bandwagon pretty shortly after that <laughs> you know i think it was their movie that came out and i thought these guys really suck and i was into led zeppelin by then <laughs> which musician wise there's no comparison but right. uh sorry to the kiss fans <laughs> um, but um so when you think of the things like the rituals that they would do before they send out every batch of these books the fact that there's probably something put into the ink uh, there's already some stuff going on. And Christy, I'm going to read this uh, to you. This is by Cisco. And I'm just going to, uh, before I read the whole thing, I'm just going to read the very first, kind of the headline of it, um, again, by Cisco. Oh, I, you know what? We have new listeners. Cisco Wheeler was a former... Illuminati. She's a bloodline uh, person at the highest level. Um, she was a programmer um, in the system. She, you know, was programmed by Mengele himself. Like this is deep, deep, deep. And she escaped and she's been set free and she's been fighting the programming. She admits to still having programming issues. 
but she's been fighting it. But uh, at the same time, you know, she's been clear of it for decades. I don't want to undress her with by giving her age out, but um, she became a pastor's wife and the pastor had nothing to do with the occult and they uh, lived a very holy and sanctified life. Uh, since then. So she is an authority on this subject. She's written many books. Behold a White Horse is one of hers. Uh, and this is from her Patreon, which is go to patreon.com slash Cisco Wheeler. All one word. Here's the headline, Christy. The Harry Potter books teach your children the highest level of witchcraft attainable. Wow. So it's not entry-level magic. According to Cisco, they're teaching the highest level of witchcraft. Unbelievable. <clears throat> now, do your kids read the book and then go out and start doing spells? No. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand how indoctrination works. The reason I told the story about myself taking my daughter to these is because the indoctrination worked on me. I wasn't programmed. I wasn't part of a Luciferian cult. I've never been part of that, but I watched TV as a kid. You know, I what just like you have, we have all been programmed to some extent. Okay. Uh, by the way, I'm teaching new goggles right now. If you want to understand how to deprogram from what the world has taught you, and learn to hear from God's voice and discern uh, his voice in your head and, and really walk in, in the way you're supposed to uh, go to the new goggles teaching. I really believe the Holy Spirit's been working through me in this. All right. So, Christy, I'm going to read this now. Any comment just before I do? Well, I definitely agree with what you're saying in terms of, of it being high-level um, witchcraftery because, and, and it's also a dividing tool too. If you think about, um, I want to remind the audience that JK Rowling, you know, the whole story, it's also goes into propaganda and you guys know I'm totally against like propaganda. Mm -hmm. See how it's created. So all this started with propaganda. What do I mean by that? Well, the, the Harry Potter books were written by JK Rowling, a woman, okay. Who claims that, her books just couldn't even get read by publishers because she was a woman. So she had to change to just her initials so that they would think that a man wrote it because men only go by their initials. So then, you know, cause that started back in the women's movement, you know, like to kind of finalize, you know, that. Um, and, and so that's, you know, her thing. And then, you know, People in Scotland, in Glasgow and Edinburgh, especially, um, they say that in Edinburgh is where supposedly some of the books were also written. Um, supposedly she has an apartment there. They do not like her. Okay. They don't like it at all because they think that she's an absolute fraud. Um, there's even questions there whether she actually wrote the books or not. So at, at the time I heard this, I was thinking, well, you know, this, you know, they're, they're just, they don't like it that, you know, there's a lot of tourism around their city and the, it's kind of been commercialized with, you know, Hogwarts and everything, you know, like the Scottish culture has kind of been overtaken by Harry Potter. 
Okay? Yeah. That's, very, that's insulting to their history. It is. It's absolutely insulting their history. And, and they feel that number one, she got history. The, you know, it's all wrong in the books. So they question the fact where, whether, you know, she's, as she's who she says she is. And to this day, I don't believe I have not researched it myself, but I don't believe in the propaganda that I believe we've been force fed um, because well, I believe it's been a dividing tool. Well, listen, uh, what, one thing I can tell you that is uh, if she did write them, they were channeled. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Oh, uh, uh, guaranteed. Uh, and, and she was chosen. Okay. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen by accident. It's not like this thing. She was chosen. So she was probably already dabbling in this stuff and probably did a couple ceremonies, let's say. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then you have a rags to riches story. You got to like, think, Jeff, how would she even know these things? I'm sorry, but you don't know what you, oh, you, just you a fantastic you imagination. Know. Yeah. But it's the highest levels and it's accurate. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, and by the way, I very rare. I always forget. Please hit that like button. Do it now. Just just hit the like button right now. You don't even have to stop the video. Hit the like button. And if you would be so kind as to leave a comment, could be good, could be bad, doesn't matter. But leave a comment. It really helps the channel. Uh, we're starting to get some favor uh, again from uh, from this platform. So please do leave a comment. And, and you know what I said this on Sunday is bold. Listen, if you're if you're too lazy to hit a thumbs up and and hit a, and and even just leave a, a two-word comment like great show, bad show, whatever, uh, how the heck are we ever gonna take back mm -hmm. you know our freedoms? Right. Folks, exactly. you know, if you're too lazy to do that, and if you and it, and by the way, if you really don't like the information, why are you watching? If you can't just do that. You know, we put a lot yeah, of work. Are in you there. on a rant? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stop because I'm just gonna stay on on topic, Christy. I'm looking at the time. <laughs> All right, so here we go. This is from Cisco Wheeler. Um, the Harry Potter series of books teaches children the highest level of witchcraft attainable. We know this to be true because Harry has achieved the Sorcerer's Stone representative of the fifth and final level of the transmutation of the soul. At this level, a witch can communicate with the dead at will, can command demons with ease, can perform astral travel. Your children are learning this extremely high level of witchcraft if you are letting them read these books. Since the world stands at the brink of the appearance of the Antichrist, we theorized that the time might be ripe to move America into the final stages of the values and attitudes that would be able to accept him when he arose, meaning the Antichrist. After all, the parents of today's children drank their fill of the black magic witchcraft of the rock music culture of the 70s to 90s, they probably would have no trouble with the Satanism taught in these Harry Potter books. Antichrist can appear, and Harry Potter might just be the instrumental in preparing the children for the world for him. 
if this is the case, we should see overt evidence of Antichrist in the symbolism of Harry Potter books. We examine his books for symbols of the Antichrist, and lo and behold, we see that a Harry Potter symbols of the book of the cover of the two books overtly symbolizes the Antichrist and his source of power, Satan, as symbolized by the serpent. I'm going to put up a picture here. For those of you uh, who are uh, watching, uh, you'll be able to see the cover. Uh, if you're listening on Podbean, you can easily search Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. The book cover of the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, notice that Harry Potter is flying into Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry on a witch's broom with his lightning bolt between his eyes <coughs> excuse me very visible notice behind him frolicking in the grass below and behind harry is the unicorn and by the way have you noticed the lightning bolt like acdc uses it the mm -hmm. band kiss used the lightning bolts um it isn't because they're fans of lightning bolts folks it's uh because he was in Isaiah uh, 14. He fell from heaven like a lightning bolt. Mm -hmm. And what about the uh, behold a white horse? Yeah. There's, and then there's the wolves over to the right as well, Jeff. That I mean, So that's a unicorn, not a horse. And that's important. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes. But I mean, you know, like, but a unicorn, you know, do unicorns actually exist? With well, a horn. it's a, it's a yes, symbol, it's a horn, right? And by the way, you have the three diamonds as well. And uh, oh, there's almost so much stuff. Let me continue here. Okay, sorry, Jeff. Um, I was extremely startled to see a unicorn because it is commonly used occult symbol for Antichrist. Mm. Listen to several authorities on the subject. God declares in Daniel chapter eight that a symbol of Alexander the Great shall be a unicorn. Bible scholars have long maintained that the speed and ease which Alexander conquered the known world is symbolic of the way the Antichrist will, of the end of the age will conquer the world. Very important. Are things moving fast, folks? Some people we were, we were talking the other night uh, that time is speeding up, and I made the suggestion that time is not speeding up, it is being compressed. Whole other subject, but think about that, it's deep. The terminology used will describe Alexander is exceedingly close to that used to describe Antichrist. Further, in chapter eight. Verse 19, God tells us that, behold, I will make you know what will be in the latter time, for it has to do with the time of the end. Uh, and that's from the Amplified uh, King James Version Amplified Commentary. In Daniel 8, verse 5, God gives us the following description of the symbol of Alexander the Great. As I was considering... Behold, a he-goat, in parentheses, the king of Greece, came from the west across the face of the whole earth without touching the ground. 
and the goat had a conspicuous and remarkable horn between its eyes. Thus, Bible scholars have known for a long time that one of the symbols assigned to the Antichrist is the unicorn. Therefore, we should have no difficulty realizing that the occult satanic world has depicted Antichrist as a unicorn. How many unicorns are there in children's stories and things like that? They're- I was going to say, Jeff, I've even been guilty. Now, you want to talk about what I have been guilty of is birthday party, unicorn backpacks, um, because little girls want them, right? Like, I mean, and they're cute, they're colorful, um, and it's just something that, that they want. And I, I, I don't really think that people realize that even the unicorns are a part of this. But now we well, know it's a major part. This yeah. is depicting the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. I, I never knew that, Jeff. Really, I didn't. So I think our audience maybe has learned something today, or at least I have. <laughs> so thank you. Well, and uh, in part two, we're going to talk about magical symbols. And then in part three will be the Phoenix. I know we've all heard about the Phoenix rising and things like that. People are going to talk about, well, you're going to learn something, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you. Um, Call to action, Jeff. You know what? If there is a call to action, I cannot get ahead of a huge announcement that is going to be happening even later this day that we're recording. But I'm telling you, if you have not got involved with switchaway.com slash ROR, you really need to. Um, There's going to be something very huge. So if you're not familiar with it, uh, during the last couple of years, mom and pa, small businesses were closed down. We went looking for a Patriot-owned, family-owned company that we can support. Not only can we support this company, they can compete with the biggest companies in the world. They do compete. They're, they, they sell globally, privately owned. They're beholden to nobody. They don't use any poison in their ingredients. All their stuff is really safe. Their products are superior, and because of the way we've set it up, um, you can actually buy at the same prices, if not lower. A lot of the stuff is actually cheaper than what you get in the grocery store, and this is your everyday stuff you need to buy every single month. Stop giving your money to the cabal. Go to switchaway.com slash ROR, and yes, that was my liberty stand is now switchaway.com slash r-o-r that wasn't the call to action that you were expecting christy no i want a call to action for everyone to find out what is in your children's books and if you have you know if you have the ability to take these books away from your children gradually do it do like my dad did and just remove them you don't even have to say anything no don't say anything books can just go missing Okay. Like you don't have to make a big deal out of this. Okay. Fortunately, I never allowed my daughter to really have them in. So it was kind of a big, that was kind of a big deal. But if the books just go missing, okay. You know, they forget where they misplace things all the time. Right. So try that method. That was you my know, just, 
Just one other thing that I'll mention, and I agree with Christy because you do want to keep it away. If you love your kids, you want to keep this stuff away from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, you know, there's going to be some questions. Look, I'm not scared of objects coming into my house. I I have to order some of these books for my research. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, it wasn't too long ago I ordered and paid for, so it's a free will, all this stuff. I understand that. Uh, but for me to understand what's going on in the world and for me to be able to help you, I had to order like Mind Wars, the trilogy uh, by Michael Aquino. It's written by a Satanist, folk. I pray with these books, nothing comes in my house, nothing can. Uh, our authority in God is much higher than anything these guys can put on it. Um, <clears throat> and I pray before I read them as well. And and I will confess because when I'm reading these things, and, and particularly I bring up the Mind War series, um, there is an allure in these. There's an attraction. This information, I could take it and be evil with it really easy. And so I don't read them constantly. I've only read what I have to when I have to. Um, and basically I've put them to the side because I do not want to be tempted. I don't want to... Uh, have anything, but at the same time, I'm not scared of them because my God is bigger than their God. Uh, so I want to be clear on that. You know, some of you who are researchers and stuff like that, don't say I'm telling you to be scared of a book because you're much greater than that. It's not scared. It's not about being scared of it. It's just about uh, taking it away from your children before they even realize that it's there. Because you know what? The art of distraction. I'm a, I'm writing a parenting book called The Art of Distraction. Jeff, it's so easy to distract kids, dogs, animals. I hate to even put them in the same thing, but it's like, oh, look over here. Oh, look, have you seen this one instead? I've heard this is amazing. And it's all about how it's presented. It's so funny you say that because I uh, often thought, you know, I used those exact same words when I was raising my daughter, the art of distraction. Mm -hmm. And, And it was always, for me, it was always finding the right things to do with my daughter. I wanted to make sure she really, I had a, I had a pretty great childhood. I had a stay at home mom and uh, my, you know, and we were provided for, we weren't a rich family by any means. Uh, We were lower middle class, but my parents always made time for family vacation and made sure we got uh, some experiences. And I wanted to pass all that stuff to my daughter and it was the art of distraction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even with my daughter, she's, you know, I say this, you know, there may be a lot of times in days and months, she may not agree with me and go without speaking to me. But the reality is she can hold her own. She has a very well-paying job and she got there very quickly with no student loans um, at the advice is of her mother in many cases, even though. I was told if mom, if I don't get this, if I don't get this, then guess what? It's going to be all your fault. Okay, just do this and it can be my fault if it doesn't happen. But guess what? It happened. She's there. She doesn't need me on a daily basis. Thank God, because I hear a lot of my friends, you know, children calling them at, you know, 30 years old and they need $30 or they need $50. And I'm like, I can't even imagine that because I'm so the opposite. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, listen, if, if your kid is like that, um, sometimes you just got to let them fall, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you hate to do it as a parent, but uh, 
God will do it to you. So it's okay for you to do it to your kid. You know, let's, uh, let's face it. So uh, anyways, Christy, we'll, uh, we'll leave this one here uh, and we'll come back and give you the rest of the series. The other ones are about the same length. There's a little bit brief final word, Christy. Um, love your God, love your neighbor and make a difference in your community. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, I beat you to it. You missed family. I added that, but you didn't get the original one. Oh the yeah, original, love your you family. did the original version, which is love your God, love your neighbor, and make, make a, a difference, difference in, in your, your community. community. <laughs> <laughs>